Hey, do you have a special question to ask today? Um, 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 I had a weird question. Okay, go. Like, I don't know if this is legit. Okay, so there's a play uh, from the Middle Ages called The Everyman. Mm-hmm. And so it's where uh, it's basically it was like the time where uh, play and theatre became like super religious and uh, they thought, you know, only like uh, prostitutes and harlequins and things like that that would actually do theatre and perform. So they tried to like the churches tried to hijack it and sort of like use it as a way to um, basically – preach the word of God. Mm-hmm. And one of the plays that was written during this period um, is basically about this this man and he's basically on death's door and all his sort of physical and psychological like attributes were personified but there's there were archetypes. I think that's what they refer to him. So, for instance, goodwill, uh, there was good looks, there was money, there was something else. <laughs> so there were all these things. And so they're basically like, oh, he's like, okay, I have to die and I have to go, okay, but that's okay because I still have my good looks and my this and that and he's listing off the things. And then they're like, well, actually, I am your good looks and this is where I leave you. I cannot, you know, stay with you any longer, which is kind of like pretty fucked because, yeah, he's going to just decompose. (laughs) It's going to be this body. (laughs) Anyway, so they all one by one, they all one by one leave him. And the only, no, 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 sorry, good deeds. So the only thing that is left with him at the end of all of that is his good deeds. And right. it's kind of this idea of that you will in death go alone and the only thing that you'll take with you is your good deeds that you did throughout your life. Mm-hmm. So it's like really, so I was like, if you could be like everything that's in your life right now and you could take one thing <laughs> with you to the afterlife, what would that be? <laughs> Ooh. If you could like break the rule and be like, well, like that. Well, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's a really tough question because I'm really hungover. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. Uh, I think I would take the dog. Oh, <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> That's so beautiful. That's how much I love that dog. Oh. No, that's so beautiful. I know. Oh. See, like, yeah, I didn't even know. I'm like, would I take? Because that's like when you think, look at um, the ancient Egyptians and the pharaohs and they had like these great big tombs that were devoted to like all their belongings. Mm. So they're tombs worth of like their worldly possessions and all of their favorite things because they believed that, you know, in the afterlife they would be able they to might have need it. that with them. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. You take your dog. Yeah. See, yeah. I don't know. But in reality, how does that work out? You're like, no, no, you're coming with me. (laughs) We go now. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I haven't worked out all the logistics. Oh, gosh, no, that's so great. We need to have a sit down with (laughs) me and the dog about how we're going to work this out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like that. Like, take your material possessions with you. You're going to go. Yeah, right. I do like old Mm. ladies to leave their fortunes to cats. Because that makes me really happy. <laughs> That's a thing? Yeah, people are like, oh, I'm just no going to leave my house to the cats. <gasps> Bye. I don't know if that's Thank actually me. ever happened. <laughs> I want it to happen so bad. 
have all my jewelry. And then they're like these just boss cats walking around with like all their jewelry necklaces. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you can't take anything with you. So, yeah. You know, you should give all your money away. Yeah. I think it would be my sense of humor. Because I feel like I'm like, I'm like, oh, that sounded really cocky. In my head, it sounded just like that's a thing that everyone has is a sense of humor. I feel like heaven would be a little boring, don't you reckon? Everyone's just like <laughs> too nice and you like you can't do anything. There's no coke in heaven. <laughs> There's no like alcohol in heaven. There's no like like raucous parties. There's no like promiscuity or anything like that. So it's like everyone's sitting. I just think of everyone just sitting around and playing cards all the time. <laughs> How? <laughs> I don't so know why. weird conclusion to get to. No, so I just think if you have the sense of humour, you can like just tell jokes and just laugh all the time, right? That's very true. Yeah. I vomited four times the other weekend. Not that anyone needs to know that we can cut this. Yeah, I don't know if we're <laughs> going to leave this in or not. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I haven't vomited in, I've never, I've only vomited like once or twice a alcohol. Once was like on wow. chat roulette. Roulette? Okay, you have to tell me this story. What? Um, okay, so me and my friend um, uh, Gibbo were out drinking because I was going to Europe and we had won. I had won this promotional drink at work, which is like they sell like it was like an alcoholic thing that was in like a weird packaging. Oh. Like kind of like yo- how yogurt is now, you squirt it. Oh yeah, yeah. They have those uh, like slushy things that you put them in the freezer. Yeah, you, yeah. Okay, like that. Yeah. But they were so gross, and we drank so many of them. We went out, and then we had Jaeger bombs, and we had blood like a bottle of rosé. Oh my god, you mixed <laughs> so hard, <laughs> so bad. And then we're like, let's go and chat roulette. We're fucking blind. And then, <laughs> and then we were talking to these really hot guys because chat roulette is just like penis, 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 yeah. random people. And we were on there and then I was like burped and dropped <laughs> my hand. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and I didn't do anything. I just laughed. And I was like, <laughs> What are the guys on the They screamed. Like, Next. <laughs> they screamed. Like, what the fuck? Next. Yep, pretty much. Oh my god, that's so funny because it sounds like just like a normal story. <laughs> I get that I burped and threw up my hand. <laughs> and then I just think about these people that are like, Trevor Alert's not actually that bad. This is quite nice. Oh, there it is. <laughs> and then they tell me, well, oh yeah, I shamed this chick. She burped and vomited in there. <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, oh my god. So good. So bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, fuck. Like, Oh, I have a friend who like they were at a, like a really fancy area of the city and he had too much to drink and he like sculled his last bit of wine and he put it to the side and he uh I don't know why vomit stories also get me like I just cannot stop laughing when I hear a good vomit story and then he uh he like just burped as well and then he vomited on the floor in the middle of this like foyer <laughs> this really expensive part of the city and then no one miraculously no one saw him until his other friend was like went up someone was like excuse me my friend uh spilled his drink and then as the person goes to clean it up they put the cloth down put the hand on it and they're like wait this is chunky uh, looks at him oh was like God. get out <laughs> oh uh, 
sorry, guys. That's so gross. <laughs> I have a warped sense of humor. No, that's. It's, you know what? It's I just fun. love that story. That's <laughs> so much. Did you catch all of it? Look, I can't talk about it. <laughs> it's like the thousandth time I humiliated myself in front of a stranger. <laughs> Sorry, I have so many of those stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, daily. Do you know about the time I was at the train station and I trip over a lot? I'm very clumsy. And Todd has this habit of like, <laughs> like shaming me once I've tripped over. And I'm like, hey, don't shame me. I've tripped over. Just, it's all sweet. <laughs> the damage is done. But I was in the train station and I was running up the stairs but I missed the last step and I just absolutely axed myself peak hour, like foot traffic, and then fell over the stairs, dropped my folder, dropped something else. And then uh, this uh, guy comes up, picks up my folder, and this other lady did something else and was like, are you okay? I was like, yeah, thank you. And then she was said something about like, oh, that's so embarrassing or something. And I was like, no, not really. Like it just, it just happened. And she goes, yeah, well, all you lost was your dignity. And just looked at me <laughs> and walked away. I love her. And I was like, what the fuck? And I that just wanted hilarious. to be like, yep, yep, bitch. But I just didn't do anything. I just looked at her and was like, oh, I just got like smacked down in the most like horrific way. I just... Amazing. This is so funny. Like, I think now actually I'm a little bit more impressed, but at the time I was very angry <laughs> and I wanted to go up to her and be like, who do you think you are? What, too good to trip over? <laughs> then I what, you're going to push time. her on the train tracks? It's like, <laughs> calm down. <laughs> no, it was just no, it was a bit intense. I think you're a bit murdery. <laughs> Look, possibly. Had I had different parents and were raised in a different way, possibly. I mean, we're all one fucked up story away from being a serial killer, aren't we? No. <laughs> no, we are not. <laughs> but uh, welcome to our yeah. podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is a long intro. Hey, yeah. guys. Hey, I'm Rihanna. I'm Sam. Every week, we get together. And Sam and I tell each other true crime stories. And the other person reacts. <gasps> oh, oh. <laughs> this is Wanda the Podcast. And, uh, yeah, super fun. Super yeah. fun day. Yeah. Um, Rihanna is super hungover <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> I don't go out ever because I'm just boring and um, I don't like people. So, <laughs> like, going out to me is just never, like, a good time. So, like, last night was so fun, but I just, like, never go out. And so then I, I realize why I don't go out because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> no, feeling. So much fun though. Cause it's like, at, it was like a party at someone's house Ugh. and you go out, it, you go out as a group. Like, I don't think I've gone out night clubbing mm. forever. Yeah. But I don't think I could do it anymore. No. It's too much fun. Like even when you, you were underage drinking, cause I did that a lot when I was <laughs> underage. You are from Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kind of goes with the territory, but the funnest thing about, you know, you'd go to a house party was always the gatherings. When you'd go to your friend's house and mm. you're drinking, just chatting, talking shit for a couple of hours and then you go to the party, that before was always the best bit. So you basically had a night of the best bit. Yeah. It was yeah. so much fun. And she like made really good food and oh. we just hung out. But yeah, it was really good. So but um, then I had to do my homework. So <laughs> <laughs> pretty rough job. Uh so it's my turn this week. Yes. Um, so I'm talking 
this week about a trans person. Uh, so just pre-warning, if I don't get the pronouns correct, I'm really sorry. I just, uh, yeah, did some research and I thought this was like just an interesting story. Mm-hmm. So are you ready, Sam? I'm so ready. Okay. Eugenia Fellini uh, was born at the end of the 18th century um, in Italy, but when she was two, she immigrated to New Zealand. In her teens, um, she started to dress as a man and would present as a man. And then she took a job on a merchant ship. Um, So she kind of like, she would dress in a suit and like take very like masculine I guess what you'd call classically masculine roles on on ships. So she went and as a teenager just went and got on a ship and took off from New Zealand. Um, and then the ship's, ship's captain discovered that she was a woman. So he brutally raped her and then uh, left her in Newcastle. In, in Australia? Yeah. So she went from Italy to, to New Zealand. New Zealand. To Newcastle. To Newcastle. Yep. So she's like kind of like in that, I guess in this era, there's no real word for trans people and there's no, like no one really understands who or what's happening really. So um, she gets raped and then she's left in Newcastle basically to be like, off you go, get off my ship. Don't want to see you anymore. So she's like alone and pregnant. Um, so she makes her way to Sydney and she gives birth to her daughter, Josephine. Did this captain get any repercussions or anything? Like, what an absolute This is like dick. the 18th century. So, so 1790s? No, sorry, the 19th century. 19th century. So 1890s? Yeah, 1890s. That, yeah. It couldn't really find out when she was born because there wasn't like yeah. birth certificates and shit. Yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> um, so, yeah, around that time, so, like, turn of the century, like, maybe 1901 or whatever, but she's – there's, like, no repercussions for, like, rape in those days or whatever happened to her. And then she couldn't exactly go to the police because what she was doing was a mm. felony. And then also – well, also because I guess it'd be hard to track him down because if he's this captain of the ship and – But what she's doing is, is illegal. Is illegal Pre- at those pre- times. Yeah, to present as a oh. man when you're actually a woman is illegal at this time. Gee, so is that the like the the actual like stated law or mm-hmm. something? Really, to present as a yeah, that's crazy. So she makes her way to Sydney and she mm-hmm. gives birth to her daughter Josephine, mm-hmm. and then she convinces a childless Italian couple family to take her in, mm. and they take Josephine, and then um, Eugenia lives out her life as Harry Crawf- uh, Crawford. Ah, Harry. Okay. okay. Yep. So okay. she's. So he, <clears throat> mm-hmm. as so identifying now as a man fully. Mm-hmm. So Harry uh, worked like physically demanding jobs. Like he was like a real rough nut, like liked to get in there and, you know, um, and he would frequent all the pubs in Sydney. So he was like a really big drinker. Wow. Yeah. And then would be working like physically demanding, like labor kind of jobs. Did he ever work on like Sydney Harbour Bridge or anything like? Not that I could find. It was all just like sort of like Mm. merchant shipping and around ports and things like that. Jobs and. Yeah. So um, 
he met his wife, Annie uh, Burkett, and they were legally married mm-hmm. as him being Harry. Yep. Um, they were like living, they lived in Balmain with Annie's son from a previous marriage. And Annie never worked out that Harry was a girl, was actually but like, I don't want to say biological, but was physically maybe a female. <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it. <clears throat> yep. So Annie never worked it out. Mm. That Because they like, I guess in those days, it's not very common to see each other naked and yeah. Mm. But yes. So, um, so four years into their marriage, Josephine shows up. And this is 15 years after Josephine's been left to the Italian family. And Harry begged Josie to not tell Annie that she was a female. Mm. But Josie decided uh, not to keep her secret. And she told the neighbor that something was, that Harry wasn't all that she seemed. Mm. All that he seemed. He like seemed. Harry, all that, yeah. Yep. Like it, yeah. And then the neighbor caught on. Then Annie started getting suspicious. Okay. Right. Um, October 1st, 1917, Annie's body was found in a park in Leyden Cove. Annie's body was found? Mm-hmm. Oh. So Annie and Harry had had a fight in the park. Mm-hmm. And this is only according to Harry's testimony. Um, and Annie wanted to end things. And according to like the court transcript from the time, Annie died from falling backwards and hitting her head on a rock. Oh, gee. But the thing that makes it a bit weird is that Harry then panicked and then set her body alight. Oh. Mm-hmm. So when people recovered her body, it was... They, so when they recovered her body, they couldn't identify her. So she was actually buried as a Jane Doe. Wow. Yeah. So how long after did they identify Annie? I think a couple of days. I don't think it was like yeah. that. They didn't. Oh, after did they? They like, never identified the body as as Annie. Oh, yeah. So the it is it is Annie, but it's never been like like proven to be Annie. Or? No, not proven. I don't know what the word for it is. She her body couldn't be identified, so they just buried it as Jane Doe. So then, when your body's buried as that, it's like in a porter's graveyard, so, and then they couldn't figure out which body is Annie's. So no yeah. one. She doesn't have a grave site. So do they think um, that uh, – wait, so – sorry, my brain this time in the morning, I'm like trying to – so they basically found this body mm-hmm. in the park. It was burnt. Um, they couldn't actually recognise who it was. They couldn't identify who it was. Then they bury the body and then later they find out. Well, because they later charge Harry for the. For the murder. Yes. Oh. Okay. How do we find that? (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Just let it happen to you. I'm so like, I think it's just because my brain this morning is like so slow. I'm like, I need to work out the details. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'm so ready. So Annie's son, like, so Harry just came home and was like, Yo, to Annie's son, he was like, your mum's around off with another guy. Mm. And Annie's son's kind of like suspicious at this point. And he's like, I don't think she would do that. Uh, and then on the side, Harry started seeing a new lady called Liz. Oh. Or called Lizzie, sorry. Lizzie. 
Um, and then he was trying to push like Annie's son out the door and kind of uh-huh. be like, yeah, like. You need to leave you also. Need to, yeah. How old was Annie's son at this time? There's no age. Like it's so oh. crazy. You're, every article there's just like, well, he was some. Point. I would hope he's at an age where he could go out and get a job, like maybe 15 or something. I'm guessing. Yeah, because otherwise he wouldn't. Harry wouldn't try to push out a seven-year-old or something. He might. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> Who knows? Harry. So Annie's son reported her missing to the police. Um, and then it takes them three years to arrest Harry. Wow. So in July 1920, Harry was charged with the murder um, of Annie. But at this time, because what they had discovered that Harry was actually Eugenia or yeah. was presenting as a man, <clears throat> the newspapers just blew up. Yeah. And it was the biggest scan- – it was one of the biggest scandals in Sydney at the time. Mm-hmm. So there was people who were just – like throwing outlandish claims out there and then that so there's not enough evidence to prove that Harry killed Annie mm. or that she fell and then he yeah. panicked and then that's what happened. And then, yeah. But we do know that body was Annie from his testimony. Mm. So he did burn her, but whether he murdered her is a different story. Right. Yes. Um so it kind of it just got so crazy in the newspaper that they were like taking pictures and like their um the thing that he used to have sex with Annie was taken into court as evidence really? as, to his indecent lifestyle like to yeah kind of prove them wrong because they were like technically a les- a gay couple with like you know yeah and then in that time that would have been legal Mm. And th- there was no gay people like what well, there was, but they weren't like commonly heard about or even in any kind of newspaper. And there wasn't any trans people in the newspaper or anyone knew about any trans people. Mm. It was just a thing. Um, so like the whole, all the, um, yeah. So like they kind of blow up, the newspaper blows up and then, um, he so despite being presented as a man, he was married to two women, and both of them did not know. Mm. Or Annie m- might have knew towards the end of her life. Um, so he Harry was sentenced for life for to death for killing Annie, and then he's that got reduced down to life, mm-hmm. and then that got reduced down to um ten years. Oh, wow. Okay. So he actually – oh, sorry. It got reduced down to 20 years, but he served 11 of those 20 years. Yeah. Because of overcrowding in the prison. But um, so – Was he sentenced to a male prison? No, a female prison. Look, I I think that would be one of the hardest things. If you are identifying as the opposite sort of uh, gender and then – because uh, I think the difficulty is that I identify as being a male and yet I'm in this female prison. But I think kind of thankful for that because I think that would probably have been the safest place to go at that day and age and that time. Yeah. Um, I don't think either one is a fucking walk in the park, but no, I guess certainly. in the female prison's a little bit yeah. safer. So um, she was released uh, – Harry's released from prison – on, on the condition that she had to live her life out as a woman. That's fucked. So in 1931, she became Jean Ford. 
and she became a landlady. <clears throat> and then in 1938, um, Harry was killed when he was hit by a car on Oxford Street. Shit. Yeah. Wow. But How that's also like, so horrible and for ironic. them to be like, well, we now have to, we can control your life. You have to live out your life as a woman now. Like mm. that's so fucked. Because it's my understanding that, uh, I mean, trans people have really always existed and we've just never really had, oh, wow, there we go, had a word for it or it was maybe known as um, something else, but it was just never something socially acceptable and something that was um, deemed sort of inappropriate for society and for God knows what reasons. Um, so I think yeah, it's the worst punishment of all if she's identifying as Harry. Wow. Okay, so we see um, so Harry, a picture of... Maybe we can put this on. Um. Yeah, we'll put this all on Instagram. So basically, like, the reason I know about this case is because we went to the Sydney Living Museum and this is one of the exhibitions mm. talks about Eugenia and her struggle. And then there's a play coming out called oh. uh, The Thing About Harry. Oh, wow. By an Australian playwright. And it's just a interesting, I don't know, I find it it's an interesting story. Um, but yeah, there was no word for it, I guess, and there wasn't no way that people understood what was happening or like what that person had been through, because Gina had a pretty rough life. Yeah. But whether or not she killed Annie is another yeah. story. Mm. I just think that's so horrible that they were like, "Well, you now, as your punishment, have to do this thing that doesn't agree with you at all." And that's yeah. Oh gosh! So, how old was Jean when Jean died? In there's no birth certificates. There's no. There's no dates. No death. No death certificate either. Like, there's no, no like. No one can figure out how old she was when she was born in Italy. Wow. So, okay. it's kind of yeah, spotty at best. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So this was at the exhibit that you said that you yeah, saw. Yeah, at the Sydney Living Museum. Uh, wow. At the Sydney Museum. They do. They did a crime exhibition and this was part of it. Yeah, very exciting. Wow. Is this the one that ends like in three weeks or something? Yeah, it ends in a little bit. Oh my bit. gosh, I have to see this. This is so It's incredible. really worth going and go see. It's really fun because it's lots wow. of like old mugshots and you can kind of read like a bunch of stories like this. But yeah, wow. that is the story of Eugenia Fellini. Wow. Or Harry Clawford or Jean Ford. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and was she fluent? I also have a question. Was she fluent in English yeah. by the time she came over? Because if she's from Italy, she would have obviously spoken it. She lived in Australia and... for 22 years, so I imagine she'd be fluent in English. It's incredible. But she still would have had quite a thick accent as well. Well, no. Having... No. Because you come she, over when you're two, you don't, you're not. She wasn't two though, because she. She came over to New Zealand when she was two. Oh, okay. Right. So I thought you said she was going from Italy to New Zealand. Right. Okay. And then I thought it was on that trip that she had encountered that horrible douchebag. No. Right. So she went from Italy to New Zealand, mm -hmm. grew up in New Zealand. And when she was, I don't know. 
you'd think 17 or 18 or something. Who knows? Then was getting on a ship to go from New Zealand to Australia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then in Newcastle. Right. And then goes to Sydney and then lives out her life there. Far out. Yeah. I'm thinking she probably would have been like in her 30s, I think late 30s maybe when she died. I have no idea. <laughs> Oh, there oh. you go. You found it. I Stephen found nothing. Got a, a birth year. 63. Shit. Whoa. So it's 1975. Pretty good. 1875. 1875. Sorry, that's what I meant. 1875 when she was born, Italy. So then 77. I'm trying to think. So 1920. Sam, why does the date matter? Who gives a shit? Dates and years and everything are really important to me because it's it's something where you can sort of build, I don't know, someone's You just life know, but that, you know right? it's the turn of the century. Like you know that this is a vintage murder. It's just this. No, but it still has importance because I'm thinking, uh, you know, what's sort of historically going on at the time in terms of, you know, immigration laws or in terms of uh, different wars in different countries that are happening. And, and then you sort of like – you build a story around that if you've got a date, you know, in this date and in this date and this date and you sort of can build an, like an arc, I guess, of sort of where their life was and where they're going. I understand you're hungover and you're like, no, dates no. Are no. <laughs> okay. But I think that's so 63. That's incredible. And at different points in her life, like I was intrigued by like how long she would have le- lived as – Eugenia, and then how many years she lived as Harry, and how many years she lived as as Jean. But then, who did she feel she identified with in prison too? It's very interesting. Yes. Anyway, thanks. That's, That's good. Was mm-hmm. very very interesting. So check out the exhibit in Sydney. What was it called again? Uh, I don't remember what the exhibition's called, but it's at the Sydney Museum. Sydney Museum. Sydney Living Museums put it on and they have like a whole book and an exhibition about it. It's pretty exciting. It's pretty good. Uh, Sam, I will go because I did see, I think, that it was – is this the Living Bodies one or is that a different – No, the Living Bodies oh, one is okay. a different thing, but we didn't go yesterday, ah. so do not ask me any questions. No. All right. I will check it out. That mm-hmm. was really cool. We've got some more photos up too. Oh, it's called Underworld. Underworld. Mugshots from the Roaring Twenties. Oh, wow. That it's very exciting. So cool. All their clothes are terrible and everyone looks like they would really smell. Oh, that's so cool. Because soap is probably was not a thing. Yeah. Gosh. <laughs> or they would have those like little um, like perfume patches and stuff, like perfume came in weird little containers and stuff that you could just like put on your skin. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't cover everything, does it? Oh, no. Important stuff. But... Thanks, Rena. It's good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the story. Thanks. um, Gina. Yeah. Then what did they put on her gravestone? Nothing. Who was she when, or he, when they put nothing on her gravestone? She was buried in Porter's grave. In a Porter's grave? Like everybody else was in those times who didn't have enough money to afford a grave. But not even any sort of markation or anything? They just chuck them in there and put some numbers on it. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, my gosh. We're seeing a photo now of the how there's those amazing artists that take a black and white photo and they colour it to see what it would look like in colour. I think it's so incredible that you can do that. 
gosh, that's amazing. Well, thank you for listening for to listening. the podcast. Follow yes. us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or Reddit. Wonder the podcast, no spaces. And bye. Bye. Bye.